Everybody, welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of Mexico City, the show of fatherhood, eating with your family, films, and mezcal. Today's guest is the amazing Fausto Zapata, the CEO and founder of El Silencio Mezcal, a great mezcal, very, very ubiquitous in Austin, Texas, and the great Brandon Turner coordinated this interview some time ago, but I've seen El Silencio just rocket up the charts. It is everywhere that you would see a mezcal, and this is great to see the success of this brand. I think this is a wonderful chat to put out. Today is National Mezcal Day. Now, tomorrow this chat will come out, but in the spirit of mezcal, let's talk more about it. Let's talk about one of the brands that a lot of people have great and varying opinions on. So, without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this great chat with Fausto Zapata, the CEO and founder of El Silencio Mezcal. Um, I want to say as often as I can, um, when we first opened uh, this market, I was coming here quite often, then we had the incredible fortune of, uh, of uh, inviting Brandon Turner to the yeah, family. Yeah. So now he's obviously crushing it and spearheading all the efforts. So I come less now because he's uh, leading the charge here, but yeah. I just love it. I used to live in Houston, actually. Oh, you so did? Yeah, you really? Yeah, yeah. Where about in Houston? whole year. Uh, gallery area. Hey, gallery. Yeah, yeah, man. That's, yeah, I yeah. went to high school there. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I have this, this uh, special place in my heart for Houston, especially because usually you move somewhere and you have expectations. And when I moved to Houston, I had zero expectations yeah. and not knowing you know, much about what would happen. And I just found you know, Texas in general, Houston in particular, Austin obviously is, uh, you know, I'm a huge fan of Austin. But it was incredible to just suddenly find this just wonderful uh, lifestyle yeah. texas lifestyle and and just be so attached to it and drawn to it and and find just the incredible people and more than anything the incredible love that texans have towards texas yeah i always like saying that texas have more love of texas than most people in the world have for the place that they belong to <laughs> yeah. so we're, it was it's contagious you know, we, so. yeah we're, we're a bit masturbatory in that way it's, it's crazy you know, it's, it's, it's a culture on, on its own which so is it's kind of interesting. so i'm so excited about it. i have the you know uh, uh distribution here and 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 having the uh the the, the silencio uh, yeah. you know growing so much because of uh obviously the 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 market from the business perspective, but just my my just own love for Texas. It draws you too. It doesn't. It's incredible. Cruel mistress at times, yeah. Texas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so from what I understand, you grew up in Mexico City, though. Correct. And you, like many of my other friends who grew up in Mexico City, drank tequila and Sprite as a means to an end. But as a child in Mexico City, what kinds of things were you interested in? Were you a science guy, a math guy? Um, I was very interested in. in great many things. Mexico City is a city that exposes you to so many things. Yeah. Um, ironically, I was never too drawn to m- a lot of things that, w- that uh, a lot of people are drawn to. Like I mentioned that I'm a big soccer fan now, but that came later in life. I wasn't too much when I was growing up. I 
She was very interested in sports. Yeah. I was always very interested in outdoor stuff. I was always, always very interested in, in, in just the culinary world. Culinary. I was just, this had this incredible um, just uh, connection with restaurants, with cooking, with food. And in my house, like everybody in Mexico City, there was, you know, I grew up, there was always wine at the table. There yeah. was always beer in the table. There was always tequila in the table. So it was never something that I discovered later in life. I was, it was always present. Yeah. Were, and Which is interesting. When you, when you tell your kids not to do something, then it becomes more special than if it was completely. just on the table every time, right? In my, in my house, there's always, I mean, there's always mezcal on the table. Yeah. And there's always wine on the table. It's, it's present. I think it's a part of life. I mean, the beauty of, of, of the world that we live in is that it is a part of life. Yeah. It's not something that you eventually get to. <laughs> or that you're eventually exposed to. In my world, it's always been there. It's yeah. part of the celebration of life, just like food is. Right. So I was always very drawn to the, just the, the, the celebration of food, the celebration of meals. I've, did, I, come from, I come from a big family. Yeah, so. Does, so, so were your folks in that same kind of industry? Were they no, 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 no. My father was into politics. My mother's an artist. Yeah. Oh, really? What kind of artist? Uh, she's a sculptress. Sculptor, wow. And uh, my father was a politician, uh, passed away, as I say he was. Yeah. But, um, you know, there was always, there were always very gregarious people. And they're always very, you know, just exquisite people in how they love uh, uh, having people over and, right. and just uh, making sure that the Hospitality, food... Hospitality, right? Incredible. Yeah, yeah. So I always, there was never not, you know, 15, 20 people in my house. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if you take all my siblings and step-siblings and half-siblings... And you take their friends and their girlfriends and their boyfriends and everybody just came together. There was right. always so many people in my house. So Saturday was religiously a, a day that we had to have uh, lunch at my father's house. And, and remember, we, we used to get there at, you know, 11 and jump in the pool. And then lunch would be served at 3. Yeah. And everybody would get up from the table at 8 o'clock at night <laughs> and move to another table. And right. so there was always kind of that. So it's, a, it's part of your so DNA. So it was, always, it was yeah. always something that I was incredibly drawn to. I was always being into travel. So seeing food and beverage in other parts of the world yeah. just was always my first connection. You know, you go, my mother was an artist again. My yeah. father was a politician. So whenever we went somewhere, it was first and foremost, I wanted to learn about the country, what's happening in this country. Right. I want to know about the art in this country. You know, you got to go to the museums. And you have to go to the restaurants. That's what defines the place and eat, you know. Uh, that's, that's exactly the way if I was going to ever write a book, it'd really just be two pages. Go to the museums, <laughs> go to the bars, and go to the, the restaurants. That's it. But for, and talk to the people. That's and right. become well, friends with the locals and just become one. Happens you do it anyway. You have a, yeah. a sip at a bar and you end up running into somebody and you start talking about the world. And it's really always a way that makes us feel connected. But just kind of briefly on this topic of embracing the world, embracing every the opportunity that comes with food and things with technology and everything taking us out of the moment and taking us out of that ability to connect with each other do you find that now drinking mezcal with somebody having a fine meal is even more important than it's ever been it's great that you mentioned that because i i, I had a big conversation about that the other day and i frequently mention it um people forget that the prime matter in this industry it's not booze it's people that's right it's, a, it's an industry of people coming together. The reason booze was invented was to bring people together. I'm not, we're big as a company into social media and technology, but right. personally I'm not because I feel just a, a disconnect when I'm not looking at somebody in the eyes. So I am known after having a relationship with somebody over email mm. 
I am known to just jump on a plane and go down there and sit down with lunch just because I have to, just because yeah. I just find it um, against everything that we are as human beings right. to start transferring communication to a device as opposed to having that personal. I mean, so much about communication is facial expressions and mm -hmm. looking in somebody's eyes and having that that uh, back and forth uh, that that you can't suddenly substitute that on That's an email. Right. We try, so, though. We sure as hell try. But. So this, what I love the most about the world that I'm in and the, the wonderful uh, liquor industry that we, that we live in is that connection, is that you're making friends. Yeah. You're making connections. And, and that is, uh, first and foremost, something that should never be substituted. And in this industry, will never be substituted yeah. by uh, technology. It's the one thing that remains analog. Completely. You think about it, right? Completely. When I think about a guy that... Obviously, you've got a beautiful blend. Your dad's a politician. Your mom's a sculptor. Excuse me, sculptress. And this then kind of makes you analytical and creative. Did they have expectations for you as to what you should do with your life? Did they want you to be an artist? Did they want you to be a politician? Not really. I think my father had um, uh, hopes. Uh -huh. um, and I've always been very gregarious myself. But I think they, they've always been very uh, much about believing in, in just kind of opening up the realms of possibility right. and going out there. I mean, I've had many hats throughout my life, and they've always, you know, been incredibly supportive in, in all of them, mm. uh, including you know, the hat that I currently wear. Yeah. So there was never there was there were always um, there was always support. Uh, there were sometimes push me in one direction or another, but it was really very much, uh, they were very, always been very supportive. supportive. Did the, the thought of being in, because we talk about people, mm -hmm. we talk about being imbibed, we talk about parties hosting all of this. Sounds like politics might not be a bad outlet for that. Did you consider going, getting into that? I'm incredibly political. <laughs> I, am, I am obsessively, compulsively political. Really? What does that mean to you, political? Uh, people opinionated. There we go. Okay. I have thoughts about a lot of things, yeah. and I cannot help myself but yeah. to um, be very uh, involved and aware um, and wanting always to be more involved. Yeah. Um, so one part of me is, uh, has always left that possibility open. Right. But another part of me, I'm not really a fan of just the, you know, the... The strings that pull it's a dog and pony politics. Show. Is that what it is? <laughs> say that there's. I think sometimes, uh, unfortunately, getting into politics goes against the very principle of what politicians want or should do. Immediately, a conflict of interest. It feels like, doesn't it? It's so I think there's a way to get involved in politics without necessarily being a politician. Yeah. So I, I, li I like that because it's like, well, let's talk about community. I can do that with some mezcal, community. right? Because you think about these small palenques and these villages. That's, that's well, I, mean, something, I mean, my favorite, I was, uh, somebody asked me yesterday uh, what my favorite uh, part of all this is. And my favorite part of this is seeing this company grow yeah. and what it's done to our, our producing family, our production family, because we've been able to bring so many people back to Mexico. Yeah. One of my favorite moments, if not my favorite moment in all this, was when a gentleman just came back. and I was in the, the distillery, in the, in the Palenque, and, um, and he just came forward and just asked me for permission to have a word, and I was thrown away. Why would you ask me for permission to have a word? And he was just very, very respectful. Mm. And he just really wanted to thank me, and his words were, 
you know, I work for you. I work in Silencio, and up until a couple of uh, weeks ago, I was I was in Fresno, um, you know, working the fields. And Pedro, our master stiller, invited me to come back. He said, and thanks to you, I am now reunited with my family, my kids who I hadn't seen in years. Wow. And I am working in my town, doing what I've always done and what I love the most. He said, thank you so much. So we, we, we have, I mean, we sustain, uh, have been able to, to invite so many families to come to work for us. Yeah. And, and seeing that happen and seeing our distillery grow from a, you know, a little uh, hole of dirt in the, and to what it is now and, and seeing all these people just being so uh, uh, you know, uh, benefited from everything that we've done is, yeah. is, is a way of, of doing politics. Way it's of a way of giving back, uh, a way of giving it back to the community. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, and so when I think about the trajectory, because again, it's like you get this great kind of a amalgam of talents, right? That's mm-hmm. come from your parents and then you go into the finance industry from what mm-hmm. i understand mm-hmm. and you're working in cancun or at least that was later yeah, later I was in right? wall street first and then i was in real what estate. is money kind of the antithesis of people i know that's not, not trying to be too philosophical but in a sense right it, it feels like it is elaborate so people are about relationships and it's not necessarily about the furthering of one's ego over another right but money Wall Street specifically, and I'm not, I'm not demonizing or vilifying it. It's just there's one purpose, regardless of the, the human element, and that is mm-hmm. to make money. Mm-hmm. So was, I'll rephrase it, is it. Was there any kind of inner conflict, or did you still feel you could carve out your space of altruism in that? I mean, I think we're all just as human beings in a journey. Um, you know, it's the example of the... 14-year-old kid who says, I want to be a lawyer. Yeah. Or a 16-year-old kid. Or even a 25-year-old kid yeah, who wants yeah. to be a lawyer. How do you... I mean, you can't make... Um, I think it's hard to make a, a life decision or when you haven't gone through life. Fair, yeah. Um, my philosophy, you know, uh, is that I've always... I think you go on this incredible journey of life and you're, you're learning a lot about a lot of things, mostly yourself. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> I was always very interested in the cre- in creating, in creating. Uh, yeah. When when I was working as intermediary, I, I, it was wonderfully from the financial wonderful from the financial perspective. But I just felt the the creative element or aspect uh, was uh, taken away. Yeah. Um, I don't think it was ever so much about uh, money. I mean, money is money is important, and anybody who tells you it's Otherwise, not it's is not. Yeah. Is, <laughs> no, it is, is absolutely. Is, is, is lying, <laughs> um, you know, and, 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 uh, but I always wanted to have, uh, you know, to be able to make it yeah. while creating something, while, you know, being involved in something that I believe in and yeah. that I create and had this incredible trajectory uh, that you that your heart is in as well. Do you see the duality again? <laughs> Where it's like your heart in the, at the core of it is to do something creative, to create, to share things with the world, but at the same time to have a steady job that can keep you successful, right? Well, is that, I mean, that's... that's <laughs> I mean, if you're able to do that, that's I think the, that is the, the, that is the ultimate goal, right? That is that's ultimate the ultimate goal. goal see, right? now this is good because now I feel like we have more in common than I realized. You know? <laughs> it's like people, again, they vilify money, but it is a means to an end because only can you change the world if you have the resources to do so. And it's also about survival. I mean, yeah. you, you're, you know, there, there's money and there's money. I mean, the, the, the premise is that there, there needs to be a, 
uh, you know, uh, you need to have a an, an income to create. Right. You know, your to grow your like right. your own life. Well, it feels like the LA chapter. Now, there's lots in, in between in terms of your career, entrepreneurialism, uh-huh. and humanitarianism, all of that. But LA to me seems like the definitive chapter for the Mexican itself. And I was reading, perhaps this moment for you, uh, La Scorpion. Is that the right spot? La Scorpion, yeah. Yeah, was it was a place apparently that you had opened up in LA, right? Or I was, was an part investor. Owner? I was an investor in that. And um, but what was interesting about that project was that. I almost, you know, fell into it. It wasn't anything that I, I planned, but, mm. but it was, like I said, I've always had this incredible affinity and love for food and, and hospitality and beverage, and it just, I found my calling there. Um, when that project happened, I just realized how much I love this world. Yeah. And that was kind of the first uh, time that it officially kind of triggered that said, Ah, this is this is my world. This is where I belong. Yeah, which is funny because again, it's like this things they surround us our whole lives. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then yeah. someday we actually realize they've been with us the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I always I always joke. I tell my mom sometimes. I'm like, Mom, I mean, when I was 16, I just loved hanging out at bars, and you know, how do you just encourage me to stay there? <laughs> I would have, you know, saved so much time in between of doing other things. <laughs> I'd, I'd be working with uh, Pedro in, exactly. in Guadalajara doing the Dante or whatever. Well, I right? guess he had to go through that journey again. Yeah. You go through that journey to suddenly find something that, again, going back to how I was raised with all this love for food and yeah. beverage and hospitality, you suddenly go back to the circle of how uh, it was always there. You just have to rediscover it. But, but I, you don't know if you don't go on that journey. But it's lovely that it always, Mezcal always finds us. That's the way they say, you know, if I'm Mescal, Mescal finds you. That's right. What, what it initially took you out to LA? Because you were living in New York for a bit, right? Yeah, I had, a, I had a consulting company and I was helping uh, companies in the U.S. do business in Mexico and companies ah. in Mexico do business in the U.S. So one of my clients wanted me to help uh, them establish a presence in LA. Yeah. So I had just uh, met my now wife, we were dating then, and I just said, why don't you let's go out there for a while, see what happens. And she being the trooper that she is said, yeah, let's, let's do it. <laughs> so we went out there and when that gig kind of ran its course, mm. um, I started getting involved in other things, uh, including uh, real estate and investing in these projects that led me to get involved in these bars. And, and uh, my mom is from LA actually. Oh, she yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, she, bo- was she born in LA? She was born in LA. She moved to Mexico. I would say I'm a child of reverse immigration. She oh. was born in LA. <laughs> she moved to Mexico, made my dad there. Lived there, took her 30 or 40 years to get her Mexican citizenship. No kidding. I was raised in Mexico, and then I went back to where she's from, which is LA. So it's like the exact opposite of. Again, (laughs) it's crazy. It is backwards, but. So I've always spent time there. So I always loved uh, LA. So when I when I when I went back there and um, and uh, started getting involved in other stuff, uh, I you know we just just found made it home. All of a sudden, you're just. You're always looking for home. You're like, wait a minute, I am home. So did it finally feel like you <sighs> found home? I love it. Yeah. I love it. Like going back to just my my obsession for creativity and the creative drive, and, yeah. and it's just a city that just has so much create you know, creative energy in its DNA. And you can feel it everywhere, everywhere. I mean, that's why this city is uh, LA is such an amazing city right now for um, craft cocktail movement and 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 everything that's happening in this industry because you just suddenly. You know, there's people are so creative there, then suddenly they find, um, you know, a path towards uh, 
you know, booze or food or film or, yeah. you know, technology. And it suddenly just, just goes off. And, uh, and it's just a wonderful time to, to be there because it's just all this is still happening. Did you ever pursue those kind of creative outlets? I, I imagine you've probably d dabbled in a lot of different things. Were you ever a filmmaker? Were you ever no, a in, uh, uh, in technology, I, I, I always uh, dabbled in, in, uh, in some film projects yeah. uh, and uh, media projects. It's more for, more for the passion of it, just yeah. more because I just love, again, just putting content together. Uh, uh, technology, yes, I was involved in that. Um, and, you know, always looking for just a way to just create Again, see ideas happen, That's right, you know. Yeah. And this, was you one, this was one of it. I mean, when I see it, it just, it just. I mean, I see Silencio right now, and it's. I'm just so proud of the fact that it really just was an idea. It was Vicente, my, my my business partner, and I just sitting down one day talking about it. And you know, when I kind of rewind to that moment and and remember the conversation, like so many others that we have uh, on a daily basis about how cool would we do this, how cool would we do that, and then just only flash forward and see it happen it's it's just a wonderful journey yeah and yeah. i i love so it's cool because the brand is deeply rooted in la yes you're from la yes. your mom's i mean it's, yes. it's, it's, it runs very deep even to the point of naming el silencio after a david lynch well that was it, that was that was, that was that was interesting because the original the reason why it's really called silencio is because we were when we were putting together the first uh, uh, batch, yeah. the, uh, the Hoven, this white bottle, like a clear bottle, um, uh, Pedro, our distiller, um, said something beautiful. And, and it was not just what he said, but how he said it and where he said it, because we we're just, you know, in the highlands, overlooking the fields. And he said, you know, always remember that it's the, the, I was about to take a sip. He said, always remember it's the second sip of mezcal that does the trick. Hmm. Um, the first uh, sip, sh you just leave it in your mouth for about 10 seconds and then you open the taste buds. But it is during the second sip when the flavors explode. Yeah. So when you have that second sip of mezcal, there should be nothing around you but the flavors of mezcal and absolute silence. Silence. So you can get lost in those flavors. Mm. And it was like, wow. I mean, wow. The Simon and Garfield. Wow. Yeah, yeah, right? no. yeah. So I said, okay, well, I mean, it's that we got to name it Silencia, you know, especially when he said it. You know, but it's say, I think it will be nada más que los sabores de mezcal y absoluto silencio para, you know, and it was just beautiful. So we named it Silencio. And then uh, during the first, uh, when we first uh, put the product out there, which is really more of a labor of love out of a charity event that we put together. The Chase Foundation, right? Chase Foundation, yes. And um, there was a gentleman there from um, Hollywood Reporter, and he was talking to uh, Vicente, my, my, my business partner, who is uh, an absolute diehard David Lynch fan. Amazing. So he, he made a reference to it. He said, he said, you know, it was only meant to be that we named it Silencio and, and gave birth to it in L.A. when you have such an iconic, uh, the most iconic L.A. film is yeah. Mulholland Drive. And amazing. Go figure that, you know, the, the bar is called Club Silencio. So is more serendipitous than anything Yeah, yeah completely. But when he mentioned that, he, he ran with it and yeah. did a huge mentions. For a while there, people were making that reference. So we, we just found it really cool that it was just all, uh, it was really kind of an organic, That's the right. David Lynch was more of an organic thing that happened. There's uh, a David Lynch in all of us, man. Uh, the darkness, that absolutely. creative impetus. Absolutely. You know, all of that. Absolutely. Well, so you guys, is, are we talking through? Three, three years later since launch? Three and a half years. Three and a half years, right? Uh, and you've kind of shifted out. You're working with a lot of different distributors throughout the United States. You talk about Brandon, too, who's killing it here uh -huh. in the Texas market. 
Have you seen Mescal, the market, the industry itself change, that people have become warmer to the, the category? I think I have absolute question about it. I mean, it's, uh, it's a beautiful spirit, a beautiful spirit. And there's so much soul in the spirit. There's so much magic in the spirit yeah. that it is just, uh, you know, we always knew it was a matter of time before people were discovering it. And, and we're big supporters of the category itself. I mean, we obviously are, you know, uh, our, our baby, but we're big supporters of the category because it's just a wonderful spirit. And as people start discovering it, I think it's irresistible. Yeah. It is. Irresistible. It is, That's a perfect word for it. There is, there is no element in Mescal that's not, um, you know, just so incredible and alluring that yeah. it's not going to be you know grab whoever tastes it and 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 make them you know a follower and a and a, and a, and a, and a fan of it they fall in love upon first and, and we've and we've seen it obviously grow um uh, by the even by the, by the by the growth of our own brand and by the growth of the category and the recognition and the conversation around it and it's just wonderful to see that happen because a lot of times you you we're part of the process and we see how People take to it, and it's it's incredible. Yeah, it's like it is like watching someone fall in love in a it way. It is. It is a complete love story. Yeah, complete love story. Because it takes us someplace. It's one of the few spirits that does that. Absolutely, it takes Absolutely. us to a place that's. And it's a conversation. Right. And it's yeah. a story in it's itself. It's like You're saying right. that we we don't bottle mezcal. We bottle stories, yeah. and it is a story, and it is mischievous, and it is adventurous, and it is you know dangerous yeah. and and intriguing, and it has all of that packed in together. I mean. How wonderful is that to be able to be a part of, of, of that and be able to open that bottle and pour all of this to somebody who suddenly takes a sip and, uh, and you see them, yeah. just their eyes light up and, and the conversation starts. And then you have uh, another, another soul in the bottle and it's wonderful. That's right. I mean, you've, you've activated them in a way. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like those things in all of us that we want. Again, we, they're around us our whole lives, but it takes just that one thing. Absolutely. To bring it out. And perhaps Mescal is that thing. I for think some so. Of us. That, is, that, is, that is why it finds you. Yeah, it does, <laughs> isn't it? So you chose to do two different SKUs or two different mm -hmm. marks coming out of the gates. You have the, the nice kind of uh, ominous black mark, and then you have the crystal clear bottle. And as you told me, one of them is mixing and one of them sipping, but mixing. Yeah, tell well, me a little bit about well, the philosophy. We, we, we blended the, the clear bottle, the Hoban. Uh, really to be a sipping spirit. Yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful blend of three agaves. It's and you uh, don't disclose those, right? No, we do. We oh, do. We do. Okay. We do. It's, it's, it, no, it's, a, it's a blend of uh, Espadín, uh -huh. Tobasiche, and Mexicano. Oh, killer. Okay. And uh, yeah, the, actually the next uh, batch of labels will have them on there. We just wanted to put it out there because we just didn't want to have, I mean, uh, we wanted people to just fall in love with the spirit and, and we just didn't want to put too much information on right. them that might create confusion. That makes sense. And, uh, and what we wanted to do was really create something which was what we call your love at first taste to mezcal. Yeah. The mezcal that makes you fall in love with mezcal because it's so easy to drink. It's so exquisite. It's so smooth and approachable that it was really more of your, your single malt experience. You're yeah. neat or on the rocks and you just sit back and whether just talk all night or pull out a set of backgammon and let the afternoon roll, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's that spirit. It's that, you know, uh, uh, you know, the true pleasure of, of sipping on a spirit. Yeah. And also it blends beautifully. That's why we say it's a sipping mezcal that mixes beautifully because it, it is just uh, so user-friendly for cocktails. 
And then we launched the, uh, the Espadine, which Espadine. is a black bottle. And we really blended that f- uh, with cocktails in mind. Because mezcal is, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I think it's the most extraordinary uh, mixing uh, spirit out there. Yeah. Because there's so many layers of flavor to it. There's so much soul to it. Oh, yeah, you there's talk so about many components three. about it. And yeah. it's just wonderful because the cocktail just elevates the cocktail. It just takes the cocktail to a whole different realm. Mm. So we really blended that for cocktails. So that's why we call it a mixing uh, mezcal that sips beautifully. So you can appeal to someone in a very, very uh, nude form, in a way, right? Uh-huh. And then also use modifiers using accessories. And it also really helps those be a team player. So it's kind of nice because you have your star point guard and then a power forward. Absolutely. Right? Like Absolutely. Really good way to line those up. Yeah. When you talk about the three, the blend of the three, the Espadine, the Tobaziche, and then the Mexicano, for you, when you think about what you prefer in the flavors of mezcal, are you a dark guy? Are you a light guy? Do you like fruity? Do you like musky? I think, um, I think there's, there's three things that make mezcal be mezcal. One is the flavors of the agave, yeah. the balance of smoke, and the proof. Um, you balance those three and you have an extraordinary uh, mezcal. So what I'm a huge fan of is a properly balanced mezcal yeah. because it's not easy. It's not an easy spirit to balance, and it's, it's so much so instinctive to the master distiller. It's not a, a, a formula. It's not an, an industrial process, not a right. machine doing it. A lot of it is really just the, the eye and the, the senses of the distiller. Like a director. And bringing right? all the senses together. Exactly. Like yeah. a musician, like a chef, like yeah. a director, like a painter. So... Um, I, what, I, what I love the most is I'm a big fan of all mezcals, uh, you know, more technical, bigger. But what I love is when I find that balance. Because if one of those three things that I mentioned overbears the other, then it's not a properly balanced mezcal. Yeah, it's about balance. Yeah. That's a very Spielbergian thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm people, flattered. <laughs> <laughs> people, won't, they have to be able to connect with it mm. and it can't be pushed away. That's why David Lynch is polarizing, right? <laughs> it's like those bigger mezcals. Use your verbiage there, but it's like I mean, if you when I use a film reference, uh, you know, there's, it's not about whether it's a comedy or whether it's a drama or whether it's a thriller or it's a documentary. I just categorize movies in in, in two buckets: one, they either grab you ah. and take you for a ride, or they don't. They do not. So my wife makes fun of me because she says that if 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 I'm if I'm awake after the first 15 minutes of the movie, then it's a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> but if it loses me, done. I, it's done. It's very like you. All of your reviews could be done with a simple picture that your wife takes. He's asleep, thumbs down. <laughs> Easily a terrible movie. Well, I know you've got some great things to still left to do here in Texas, and I've got a couple questions left for you. One of which, I'm always curious because, man, I, I don't know how you answer this because you're very creative, but you're methodical. Like, I get this, right? It's left and right brain. So let's say you're sipping your favorite mezcal in the world at any mezcaria or even at mm-hmm. a restaurant. And you could sit there and have a conversation with anybody, living or deceased. Who would you love to just sit there and sit mezcal with and talk? God, I, how much would I love to just, you know, down a couple of mezcals over a great conversation with Willie Allen. I oh, mean, my he is God. My, That'd be amazing. I yeah. am one of his biggest fans, not the biggest one, but yeah. God, how much I would love to have the conversation. Oh, that'd be amazing. How much I would love to have the conversation. No one's ever said that, but it makes a hell of a lot of sense. <laughs> you know, I would love that, especially I can just, you know, having his mind just unleash yeah. over a glass of mezcal and be able to be there for that would be 
God, the it'd ultimate be journey. You know, man. the ultimate journey. Yeah, it'd you be know? fucking trip. Is what it was it would crazy. Be. I mean, I was just um, I, a couple of weeks ago. I finished reading um, Bill Knight's new book, Shoe Dog, and it's just an incredible book. Incredible book. You know, whoever's listening, and I urge you, if you have any entrepreneurial uh, bugs inside of you, pick up that book yeah. because it is just one of the most incredible memoirs on on just on being an entrepreneur. And the adventure and the ride that being an entrepreneur is, yeah. because it is a, it is a it is a ride that you're holding on for dear life yeah. throughout it all. And his uh, the way that he it's just a beautiful written book. And I remember when I put it down, I, I I thought about the question you just asked me. I said, God, I just feel like jumping on a flight to Oregon and just sitting down with with this amazing gentleman yeah. and just chatting out, uh, you know the 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 ride that we share that you know I'm still um, in the early stages of and that right. he's and that he went through and uh, and uh, having that talk over a bottle of mezcal so that's another thing that came to mind sounds pretty amazing <laughs> so my last question for you and uh-huh. it's a perfect segue the entrepreneur never sleeps not literally but their minds no literally <laughs> <laughs> but their minds always moving they always want to keep creating. You've managed to do well in your own businesses. You did consulting. You've launched two beautiful expressions of Mescal. But there's no way that's it for you. Do you have a clear idea of what you would like to do next? Um, well, it starts with taking Silencia to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this brand. It is my third child. I love it. I love the brand. I love what's in it. I love what's out of it. I like saying that we sell two things. We sell the juice and we sell the brand of Silencio. I love my Silencio family. If, if there is one thing that I am just most proud of is just the family that has come together. I mean, Brandon and, and Tyron and Marcos and Natalia and Victor. And I mean, just, it's just an incredible family that's come together. Yeah. So, so there is you know, a lot to do and then a lot uh, more left on this journey. And, uh, and that's what excites me the most. So. Well, this is the beauty of sitting. I think even if it's overcast in Austin, this has still been a lovely afternoon to sit, sit Mescal <laughs> and uh, hear car alarms go off. Fausto, it's, it's really been a pleasure, man. I hope you enjoy the rest of your trip here, and I'd love to keep in touch. Oh, I love Austin, and it's impossible not to enjoy any time being here. Yeah. So thank you so much for inviting me to be Absolute here. pleasure. Thank you so conversation. much. Well, there we have it. Fausto Zapata, the CEO and founder of El Silencio Mascal. This is the story. This is the growth. This is the plan for the brand. It's a great conversation. We recorded this some time ago, but actually even more pertinent and relevant now, about a year and so later as El Silencio, as I said, is rocketing up the charts. It is in every well. It is in every back bar. This isn't as much an advertisement for El Silencio as it is to see, you know, this is the power of Mezcal and this is when people have plans and people have a business-minded strategy. Things can happen. So critique it as you will and talk about production methods. Fausto talks about some of the blending here and the varietals contained therein, these certain bottles of El Silencio and it's a great chat, a great guy. Brandon Turner, thank you again for setting this opportunity up. And thank you for listening to Show to V with Mike G. There are only a few 
days left in October. So keep watching those horror movies despite how it fatigues you. And yes, last night I saw the new Halloween sequel. Very, very good. Perhaps even a bit underwhelming. But please keep watching horror movies through the end of this month. And please keep watching.